Blog Talk Radio. Race fans, we got something special just for you. Listen in as Chris, Yellow Caution Flag Creighton, and Mr. DJ Sports are in the studio. The 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusive, bringing you interviews from drivers, promoters, and crews of all types of racing. These are interviews you do not want to miss, so make sure you guys check it out. All right, I believe I'm in here finally. Having issues with one of the phones, so I had to figure out how to jump on the other phone. And of course, the other phone doesn't allow me to uh, have a headset or everything else, and I don't have my earbuds with me. They're the uh, at the work charging, so those are everything up. But glad to be here. Sorry that I'm late. Uh, we got Dylan Martin joining us. It's almost, it was almost this is almost like the first time. Uh, kind of everything just not going as planned here. Um, but I got Miss Lee with me tonight. Um, Chris cannot make it. And so let me get her into the studio. Miss Lee, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing better. Uh, just wish this other phone would have uh, not gone completely. So I'm hoping it would get a charge so I can switch over. Um, am I coming through clear? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Never used uh, this phone actually to do my show before, so it's just different. Um, anyway, we got Dylan Martin um, joining us tonight um, on the uh, 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusive. Um, Dylan Martin is somebody that has been a long, um, long-time friend, um, visitor um, of the 110 Nation, one of the first uh, people we actually had on the show um he was very young i was very young in the broadcasting side of my life um <laughs> uh but uh it was kind of a nervous nerve-wracking kind of uh, ordeal at that point in time for all of us so uh what i thought was 30 minutes worth of uh, questions uh planned out come to find out with one wanted answers I had about five minutes worth of questions lined up and a bunch of dead air after that. Um, I think we made it through it. Um, fast forward, um, having Dylan Martin on the show many times and his brother, um, usually 30 minutes does not even cut it anymore. Um, so a lot has happened since we've had Dylan Martin on the show. Um, so we got a lot of catching up to do. want to kind of introduce our listeners and everybody, too, Dylan Martin, kind of let, him know, let everybody know where he got started, when he got started, and uh, just kind of fast forward through where we're at today here in 2023. So without any other, uh, without any further delay, Dylan, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Um, just glad to 
Let everything finally settle down. We got everything going here. Uh, before we jump into everything, um, let the listeners know where they can find you by social media wise, whatever you use to uh, keep up with the fans. Uh, any sponsors, uh, marketing partners, anything you want to throw out there, throw out there uh, before we jump into this. They can follow me on Facebook at Dylan Martin Racing LLC. And then my Instagram is DylanMartin07, as well as my Twitter. And as for sponsors, mm, that's questionable. Performance um, Distributor still gives me parts here and there, stuff that I need. But other than that, it's just me and my American Express credit card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um I was just thinking the other day, and if I wouldn't have got home late, I was going to take a picture of it and put it on Facebook. But I still have the first still wear it. Actually, it's hanging up drying. Um, it's all dry, none of my shirts. Uh, but I still got the first Dylan <laughs> Martin gray um, shirt that y'all sent me. Don't know where it went. That, that's impressive. One, I, 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 don't, I don't wear my gray one. I don't have a – I don't have the jacket. I don't have the bag. I don't have a backpack, but um, I've got – I think I've got one or two shirts possibly, but that's about it. Everybody else has everything but except for me. Guarantee <laughs> i got a number seven autographed hat somewhere floating around here too of yours. Oh, yeah. Those, those, those are always floating around somewhere. I feel those things every damn day. <laughs> Oh Lord, uh, that's another thing I missed. I didn't didn't mention this before, but every time that we get Dylan and his brother, or one or the other, it doesn't matter. We're up for a good laugh. Um, I think I've had tears in my eyes from laughing more times with you and your brother than I've ever had on anybody else combined. So, looking forward to uh, tonight. Been looking forward to tonight. Let the listeners know when. When you got into racing, at what age, what got you into racing, how all how all that started for you? Oh, that's a long story. And the older I get, the longer it gets. <laughs> I feel like for the past 10 years, I've been telling people, you know, they ask me how long have I been racing. And for the past 10 years, I've been telling them about 10 years. So I, I believe it's been probably, I would say, 13, 14, 15 years maybe. Um, I started when I was younger, and I was probably mm, seven, eight, nine-ish. I started racing motocross, and uh, that quickly went on the back burner after I kept putting myself in the hospital. So they uh, they decided let's let's go some a little safer. And they're like go karts? Nope, not go karts. We're gonna go with quarter midgets because at least they're basically a go kart, but they have a roll cage to them. So I did that for probably probably three or four years maybe, not really not as long as I felt like I did it. But right after that, probably around 2011 or 12, we just went straight into pro trucks, which we ran pro trucks for probably probably four or five years maybe, and we were fairly successful. We were fairly successful in the trucks. And um, while we were doing trucks, I mean, we were doing all the social media stuff, all the marketing, all the charity things, all the crazy events we did. Uh, we would do five, six parades a year for Christmas parades, and and it uh it quickly consumed my life. So 
at that point, that's when we decided, okay, let, let's uh, let's let's kind of put the the school thing on hold for a while. So I just went and did online school and got my high school diploma, and quickly after that, I think I was probably probably 15 or 16, maybe. No, I was probably older than that. I was probably 16 or 17. I went into late models. So I cool. raced super late models for probably not even a whole season, to be honest. We didn't, we didn't race it very very long until we decided we're going to go uh, top dog, big dog racing. And we uh, went to North Carolina, and I signed a deal with Empire Racing, and we raced for them for one year. We raced late model stocks. We raced ARCA. Um, the team itself ran a few truck races, and then after that, I moved back to Florida after the sun's dried up, and I sold everything and went back to modified racing about six years later. Um, I know there was a break in there. Um, I don't know if the accident um, had anything to do with the break. If, if you did, if it did, how long did it take you after you had your wreck that you got back into racing? Um, well, after the wreck, I was back in a race car. It's actually on my Twitter. I think it was 16 weeks. I don't even think it was that long. Uh, let me look. It was, okay, it was, um, 11 weeks after my accident, I was strapped back into a race car. That's not bad at all. No, and it, it was like I know. hated it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody did. Everybody told me they're like, "This is dumb. Don't do this. There's no reason to do this." But I really, I knew I wasn't going to be competitive. I knew I wasn't going to be fast. I knew after a few laps, I was just going to basically falling out of the seat. But I was like, you know, I'm going to do this for me, and I did it for me. Unfortunately, we didn't. We didn't run the race. Not really. Unfortunately, we ran a qualifying, and then we ran an LCQ race. And after the LCQ race, I was like, okay, you know, that was eight laps, and I'm dying. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just not going to run the big race. So we decided not to run the big race. But, I mean, I did exactly what I wanted to do. So it worked out. Well, you, you, got, you got back up on that horse. Exactly. It was, I mean, I bought that – The it was a truck. So after, so after I came out from North Carolina, I, had, I still had the Super Late model, and I traded that roller for roller – for a open wheel modified, completely re- completely redid that car, and after or after the North Carolina thing, I mean, I kind of knew that if I was going to race, it was going to be on my dollar. So I was trying to do something a little more cost effective. But it turned out that I had that modified, completely redone, gorgeous, perfect, everything brand new, and then had the super late model motor in it. Well. That kind of fits the whole purpose. I stand back and look at them. I miss it. This thing is really nice, but I got 30 grand sitting right here, and it's just a roller. So, again, I sold everything, and I didn't buy that truck until, not even kidding, I think three days before that accident, I bought the truck. So, it was like either I race it or it's just there and rocks. Cool. Was that kid's um, old truck you bought? Say that again. Was that Kim's old truck that you bought? No, her. Uh, actually, I just no, it wasn't her truck. Her truck is she. She still has it. Um, I actually a few months ago, she brought it to me, and I completely redid the truck. I mean, I, I didn't redo the truck. I got it running again. It's it's been sitting in the trailer for 
think three or four years probably, probably closer five. I'm not sure to be honest, but she brought it to me and she wanted to be able to take it to uh, charity events. So it's been sitting in the trailer for that long. So I pulled it out and I completely redid all the fuel lines, some of the wiring stuff, carburetor, um, all the spark plugs and made it actually move again. But other than that, it's still cool. sitting there as a um, collectible piece at this, at this point. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I I haven't heard much from Kim lately. I I don't get on Facebook a lot, but uh, I wasn't sure if she still had it or you know what was going on with that. Yeah, no, she she still has it. She uh she she wants to go back racing so bad, but she's just so busy with work and personal stuff that the truck right now she still ha- still looks exactly the same. Trailer looks exactly the same. Same wrap on everything. Very sure it's got the same tires on it too. And uh, she just wants to go take it to charity events just to, to some of the kids to see because it's hard to go to a charity event with a bunch of kids and tell them, like, hey, you know, I'm a race car driver, but, you know, kids are they're very visual learners. So there's nothing there right. about you telling them. So so she wants to be able to bring the car and just not to worry about it, be able to pull it down out of the trailer, no problem, move it move it around the parking lot if she had to. Right. Now, that's nice. That's good. nice that you did that for her. Now, how's how's the uh, season going? How's it been going for you racing on your dollar? Um, how's that working out so far? It's been um, frustrating, rewarding, very tiring and exhausting. Um, I bought the um, another another oatmeal modified, but it's considered an A mod, so it's a I mean, it's oatmeal body chassis. It's got, but it's got a 602 motor on it, and we run on radial tires. Well, radials with quotes. They're basically slicks with two grooves in them. Um, but I got that car, and I mean, I was going to set the world on fire with it, and then I quickly found out that I was not going to set the world on fire with that car. So, but yeah, me, Joey Ragusa, Patrick Rickman. Uh, Dave Culprit, we've we've uh, pretty sure we've touched every single nut bolt on that thing, and everything's been cut off and rewelded on that car. But unfortunately, uh, it was probably three races after I bought it, after I started racing again, uh, racing it, I quickly realized that the front clip of that car was bent. So, you know mm. me, I'm re- I'm racing on my dollar, so I cut the frame rails mm. bent, bent it back up with the jack, and welded the whole welded it back so it was kind of you no know, semi straightish, but. We've had we've had some pretty pretty successful nights. I mean, we had I say successful. Never won a race yet in the car, but I think we've raced eight or nine times with it so far. But I mean, for me, my entire racing career has always been around you know, basically I'm a steering. I was a steering wheel holder. You know, I showed up, drove, went home. Um, when I started working for Empire, when we were started racing for Empire, I also worked for them as a full time job. So. At that point, I really got to get in and, you know, understand what stuff do, how to do things in these cars, and, you know, what what things would make them better. And, you know, so when I got back to Florida, you no, know, seven years later, I bought a race car again. Um, I bought the A-Mod, and then I was like, man, I kind of know a lot, but I don't know. You no, know, I'm not I'm not a setup guy. I'm not, I'm not a geometry guy. I don't – I hate numbers, but – I quickly realized that that's all race cars are about. So um, if it wasn't for Joey, I mean, I'd still be probably running the dead last. 
but we've uh I have learned a lot. I tell them all the time. I was like, my head's like a sponge when I'm around them. I just try to absorb as much as I can. I've got notebooks with just pages and pages full of notes and measurements and tire pressures and setup stuff. We had we had three, we had two, no, we had two top three, we had two third place finishes in a row. Um, had a fourth place finish, had a fifth, had a bunch of fifth place finishes, and then unfortunately the last race most likely my last race for probably a few months, if not the rest of the year, because the car's pretty much just destroyed. Well, bomber, are you are you running the same track, or are you running different tracks? Um, no, it's all the same track. It's still I'm just running Auburndale right now because we had we've had so many issues with this car that I don't want to. I don't want to get to the point of like, okay, I think the car's good and go travel, you know, two, three, four, five hours and go to a track and, and get there and break. And I'm like, okay, well, one, I mean, everything about racing kind of frustrates me just because I, I can't stand spending money and you spend a lot of money racing. So I would be, I would just be beside myself if we travel and it something happened and got to turn around and come right back home. So right now we're trying to stay at one track until we get all the bugs worked out. Cool. Luckily, I think, you know, the entire car has worked out now because I'm pretty sure everything's been touched on it, but unfortunately, I got to take a sawzall to the front of the clip and cut the whole frame off it. So, um, trying to think what else. Did you guys have? Did you have any goals for this season? And did you accomplish the goals that you had for this season? You know. To be totally honest, I don't think we ever, you know, I don't think I ever sat down and just thought about what goals I want this year. My, my goal is to obviously, I just, I just want to win. That's all I've ever wanted to do since I got back in race cars. Like I just want to win again. And I mean, I know, I know when I do finally, I'm not gonna say if, I'm saying win because I know I will at some point when I do want to race. I know when I go to the front stretch and do my interview, I'm gonna be all excited and everybody's gonna be all excited taking pictures and stuff. And the fans are just gonna be like, what? Why are you so excited? It's just it's just a modified something crazy. But the fact is, I haven't been on the, I haven't been in victory lane at that track in probably seven eight years, probably probably eight or nine mm-hmm. years to be honest. So I just want to be able just to go out there and want to race because when I was racing trucks, I could do it in my sleep. But I was a backpack driver. My truck was perfect. All the equipment was perfect. But but for me, I got to manage you know the car, the setup you know, the logistics of travel and the trailer and then my people and my food. And so I'm like, it's a, it's a lot to, a lot to absorb and for a lot of bandwidth for someone who has to, you know, go out there and, and run the same tent every single lap, the entire race to be able to win a race. Is there a big difference in driving the truck versus the car? Um, to be honest, not really. I mean, we, a lot of times we'll race the same night that trucks race, and every single time someone comes up to me and asks me, you miss racing trucks? you want to race trucks? And I tell them no. I mean, I miss racing trucks for the environment of people that we're around, but the racing, you know, the driving aspect of the truck, I, I don't find them enjoyable. I mean, they're fun to watch. I mean, if you're in a big pack, big pack of trucks, it's fun, but when you're by yourself, like, they're glorified tree stocks. They're not hard to drive. So coming to an, so when I went to AMODS, when I race now, we were originally on DOT street radial tires, like 
go down tire kingdom and get a set of tires. And you can run a set of tires for up to a season, to a season and a half, no problem. And those were hard to drive. It was basically you go into the corner and you turn and you just kind of hope it turns too. And a lot of times it doesn't. But I think I think it was probably probably about middle of middle of this season. No, it was the beginning of this season. So it was probably for us probably six or seven races ago. They switched us to race tires, which that just that just flabbergasted me because I raced a mod. I wanted to race a mod because of the tire deal. That's why that's why I didn't race for the longest time because I just I did not want to buy tires every single race. To me, that was like there's there's no possible way to break even or make money racing if you have to buy tires every single race unless you have right. unless you have somebody paying for them for you. So when we got the when we got the race tires, I mean I was mad. Everybody was, everybody was mad, but I will say that is ten times more racy than it was because before it was kind of like we're all going out there going to the turns just hoping to got turns and a lot of times it doesn't, but now it's way more of a race car, and a lot of a lot of people compare these modifies to a sportsman car because the only thing that is different between this car and a sportsman is our chassis are a little more offset, and we have you know no fenders basically. But then we have to, we have to run a spec shock, and we have to run um, we have certain spring rate limits on our springs. But other than that, you know same motor, same transmission, same rear end, all straight real chassis. So there's a lot more. I feel like there are a lot more, you know, coming from racing super late models, late model stocks, ARCA cars. It feels more like a race car compared to a truck. Now, with your season potential, possible done for, what what are you going to do on these? What are you going to do for your weekends? What are you going to do in your spare time now that uh, you might not be racing the rest of the season? Well... We are leaving. Actually, I got to talk about this. I have to talk about this. We're going to um, on Wednesday. We are leaving to go to Kentucky. We are driving to Kentucky, and I will be racing the 24 Hours of Lemons. So I have never, never raced a road course before. I've been doing a few hours of time on a simulator, trying to memorize the track. So when I get there, I'm not spending, you know, three hours of our practice just trying to learn the track. But, nope, my, uh, I'm pretty much done racing for a while until I just feel like, you know, I feel like every time I look at my car, I find something else is broke. Something else is broke. So, honestly, we raced probably three weeks ago and it's been sitting on the lift ever since. I haven't touched a seal, not on that car. But, um, now, how did you get selected for this race and what made you stay? You know what? I've never rode, done a road course. What the hell? Let's go ahead. So, it is a um, coworker of my dad's. He runs a mm-hmm. lemons team, and he. I mean, obviously, you know, my dad's a very proud dad, so everybody knows his son's a race car driver. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I guess I just kind of talk. My dad just randomly one day was like, "Hey, we're going to race road course." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, we're going to Kentucky to race road course. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm gonna need a little more information on that. <laughs> so it was a, uh, it was just, you know, my dad having to work the guy. I mean, I hate, I hate to be that kid to be like, yeah, my dad got me the ride, but I mean, he got it. <laughs> so it's uh, it's me, it's me and three or four other drivers, and it's a 1994 BMW 328i. Cool. So. 
It is at um, NCM Motorsports Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, it's, it's a, but I mean, for me, you know, like I'm a big eye racer, so like you know, for me, road courses are hard because you got you got to learn every corner. I mean, on an oval track, you're gonna hit the same turn every single time. That's why it's so competitive because everybody has you know thousands and thousands of ways around that same corner. But when you go to a road course, you've got twenty something corners. Well, and you're turning you can, left and right. Yeah. And, I mean, you can put down a fast lap, but you got to be able to put down fast corners. So you got to learn, you know, how fast you can go through this corner, this corner, this corner, all 20-something of these corners. But, I mean, on oval track, you got to memorize two corners. Once you memorize those two corners, then you start playing around. But, you know, it takes a lot to memorize 25 turns and be able to take every right. single turn a, a certain way, you know, a way that needs to be, you know, fast for these turns. So when they said that I was going to race road course, I was, I was 100% game. I was but yes, please. I love road course racing. Did you do any road courses when you were in ARCA? Nope. I have um, the only road course that I've ever done. I wouldn't even call it. Nah. I mean, I've done go karts if that counts. I've done a lot of karting stuff, but um, we did a years. I mean, a lot of years ago. I hate saying that because now I'm old enough to that age where I can say that many years ago. The, uh, right. We, we did a um, like an expedition event at Sebring with the truck, and it was okay. really just you know company we're with, and they're like, hey, this company's gonna take all their cars and just parade and run the racetrack. Just they're like, don't do anything crazy. I'm like, okay, good yeah. luck with that. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, obviously, obviously, all of us that brought our trucks. You know, we just lay way back, just let them go, and then we, you know, we'd haul through the corners and catch back up and fall back again. But that's about that's about the only road course experience that I have, I have other than just a lot of karting stuff. Interesting. Uh, um. I think there's anything else we're going to throw out there before we get wrapped up. Um, try to get the usually shows done in about 30 minutes. We're about in that time frame. Uh, Miss Lee, any final thoughts, questions? I just, how's the family doing? I see, I don't get on Facebook very often. I still see uh, stuff from Brandon and Jamie. How's your sister? How's your mom and dad? Well, uh, my brother and Jamie are um, Jamie's pregnant with twins. That's oh my! Uh, oh wow! That's gonna that's gonna now we're gonna have a plus four at our at our holiday events because now he's, they've got Brantley, Caden, and then the two twins now. So um, my dad's good. He's traveling all the time. He's actually gone right now for probably I think a week or two. Well, he's gonna actually meet us in Bowling Green. So um, it's been oh yeah, probably about two weeks. Um, my poor mom's just now getting over COVID, so that's uh, she that that's kind of, that was very rough for her because she's kind of the backbone to hold the family together, especially financially. <laughs> so right, she uh, she's been having to do everything from her from her room, from her phone. She can't go out, so that's, but nope, she's good now. My sister works at the Tampa Aquarium now, doing their social media stuff. She she loves that job. She loves animals, and um. So she's living in Tampa area now too. So it's 
everybody's, everybody's pretty solid, knock on wood, thankfully, compared to a lot. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Just had to throw that in there because just just to let folks know, over the years, we've gotten to know the Martin family extremely well. And, you know, so just had to check in on everybody else, too. We, we, we appreciate that. Dylan, I want to uh, thank you for coming on, not only tonight, but throughout all the years. Um, look forward to having you back. Like to uh, get you back in here, especially as we get into the next season. See where we are with the car, how many races, what what we're looking at. Um, so uh, don't be a stranger. Let's get you back in here. Let's uh, let's look for a new uh, 2024 race season. For for sure, I feel like it's you know like you said, I feel like it's been forever since I've been on the show. Because I mean, it really has. It's probably been what five years, probably. So um, hopefully next year we have a lot better. You know, results to come and, you know, better cars. And uh, I look forward to coming back on and, you know, hopefully with a success, a successful story. So there we go. Dylan, give us, um, give us the name, give us the name of that race and when it is again, the, the 24 hour one you're doing. It is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It is NCM Motorsports Park. And it is on the, I believe the 23rd. Oh, actually, I need to pull my calendar right here. All right, that's 23rd and 24th. As the Lemon 24, it's a 24-hour road course race. Is that going to be on, like, flow racing or anything? Mm, I highly doubt it. I don't, I don't okay. think flow... I don't, I don't. I know Flow and Racing America is not doing it. I don't know if Lemons has their own deal, but as far as I know, I have no clue. All right. Well, we'll have to check your website to see what's going on with that. Then. Oh yeah. Well, we'll definitely we'll definitely keep that updated. <laughs> Dylan, you have a great night. Uh, good luck with the race, and uh, let's catch let's, ca- let's catch back up again here soon. All right. Thanks so much. It sounds like a plan to me. All right. Thanks, Dylan. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Mrs. Lee, I want to thank you for stepping in, um, joining us. I know you was wanting to come on anyway um, when we talked about having Dylan Martin back on the show. Oh, um, absolutely. Lee, I, would, I wouldn't have missed this for, for a minute because I was there that first interview with him. And I'm surprised you didn't give him crap about it. Oh, now he talks so much. It is, it is so night and day and so phenomenal. It just makes the whole show go by so quick. And it just so, with all our guests like that, it's just so, it's so bright to see all this energy and just to hear the excitement and everything going on. So um, I'm glad we, uh, not only have done so many interviews throughout the years, but we're back to doing this again um, on Monday nights. Uh, Ms. Lee will be in the studio again tomorrow night with uh, Chris and Taz uh, for Race Chat Live. Uh, we'll let them know what you guys are going to be talking about tomorrow night. Um, we're having it tomorrow night's our roundtable discussion, so we've got a lot of topics to hit on. 
um, we'll be talking about the um, what we missed last week was the uh, SVG announcement, and we'll be talking about the uh, uh, charter acquisitions and uh, some of the silly season stuff. So it'll it'll be a good show. All right, got to be listening in because I want to hear what uh, everybody's thoughts on Denny Hamlin is. I beat your driver comment. Oh, my Lord, Denny Hamlin putting it down on the microphone, loving it. Um, and, of course, Wednesday night, Mario and myself will be in the studio. We'll be recapping last week's college football and NFL football um, and talk about some of the big high, big uh, headlines coming out of college and the NFL and uh, getting you guys ready for next week. And then, of course, don't forget Thursday night show, um, Safety to Success. Jared Hudson will uh, be in the studio talking racing and talking uh, safety and racing. Um, looking forward to him and his guests this week. Um, great show on Thursday night. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, you guys can catch all the shows, blogs, videos, all the tabs, how to catch um all our podcasts and all these different platforms at www.110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Um, you can catch our shows on all the uh, major platforms, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, um, Spreaker, BTR, um, Amazon, YouTube, you name it, we're there. Um, just follow us there. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Miss Lee, anything you want to throw out there before we uh, jump out of here? The only thing I'm saying is I'm going to go watch the Browns game. That's what I'm talking about. You have a good night. (laughs) Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.